Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. I want to talk today about the fire of God. If you've been around the things of God, if you've been around Pentecost, if you've been around, uh, uh, yeah, Pentecostal church, around the move of God, you've heard the term, the fire of God. And you hear, you've got to get hungry, you've got to get thirsty, you've got to cry out and God will come and touch you. But what is the fire of God? Let's stop and look from the Word of God and see what God's intended. You know, if you're, if you're going to ask God to do something, you, you better know what you're asking God for. You better not pray and just say, oh, I'm repeating a prayer. You know, I heard this is a good thing to do. You better understand what you're asking God to do because the fire of God comes for a purpose. Everything God does, He does for a purpose. I tell people in, in, uh, when you're in the presence of God, when the anointing comes, the anointing doesn't just come to hang out. It isn't God just coming to chill. The anointing is there to destroy the yoke of bondage. And so when, when you're in an atmosphere where the presence of God, the power of God comes in, make no mistake about it, God is looking to take this opportunity to set the captives free, to heal the sick, to open blind eyes, to anoint, to comfort, to prepare. To, there's a wide variety of things that it's all of it is to undo what the devil has done. The anointing came to destroy the works of the devil. The anointing lifts the heavy burden. The, the anointing destroys the yoke of bondage. And so the fire comes for a purpose. So Malachi chapter 3. This is the purpose of the fire of God. Malachi chapter 3. And I'm going to read from verse 2 and 3. People are used to this passage because, because it's Malachi 3 is about tithing. But verse 1, Malachi 3, 1. Look, I am sending my messenger and he will prepare the way before me. Then the Lord you are seeking will suddenly come to his temple. The messenger of the covenant, covenant whom you look for so eagerly, is surely coming, says the Lord of heaven's armies. But who will be able to endure it when he comes? Who will be able to appear and stand and face him when he appears? For he will be like a blazing fire that refines metal, or like a strong soap that bleaches clothes. He will sit like a refiner of silver, burning away the dross. He will purify the Levites, refining them like gold and silver, so that they may once again offer acceptable sacrifices to the Lord. Then once more the Lord will accept the offerings brought to him by the people of Judah and Jerusalem, as he did in the past. You know, there's a a day of judgment coming, and this is what this passage is referring to. There's a day of judgment that's coming. We all know as believers that that we don't go to stand before God to, to, to hear him say either, yes, you're in or no, you're not in. By the type of judgment that you appear at, you know you're in or not. Everyone who appears at the, the great white throne judgment is not going to heaven. They're, they're all being sent into a, into a burning, fiery furnace. All those that make it to the mercy seat are the ones who are making it to heaven. So it isn't the, hey, we've got these on the left and these on the right. That's a different judgment. That's a, a, a judgment of the nations. That's a different judgment. Those are for the ones who are treated Israel well. There's different judgments in the Bible. But there's coming a day where our works as believers will pass through the fire. But while we're here on the earth, there's a spiritual fire, the fire of God, the fire of the Holy Ghost, the anointing. The fire comes to purify. That's what the job of the fire does. If you think about it, when he talks about this, he's, he's, the Jesus, the Bible says, and it's talking about the Messiah, he comes as a refiner of silver. 
How do you refine silver? Silver is put through the fire and, and the impurities rise to the top and it's skimmed off. So when people talk about having an encounter with God, you should be able to look at someone's life and see that they've had an encounter with God. People take these things lightly and they're looking for a response. They're looking for a feeling. And the fire, the presence of God does have a tangibility to it. But the fire of God is there to, to have a purpose on the inside. And there's been people who've come around the things of God and they've pressed in for the fire. You know, the fire of God is not a spiritual accomplishment. People look at it like, well, you know, my friend got the fire and I got to get the fire. I've never felt the fire before. You know, I've never, Pastor Rodney told his testimony of liquid fire for three days and I've never had that. I've got to have that. And they have no idea what they're asking God for. If you hear Pastor Rodney's story of growing up, he said he would watch preachers and he could tell that preacher didn't have it. That preacher had it. It wasn't about a feeling. It wasn't, Lord, I got a tingle for three days. There's, there's, it wasn't about an experience. It was about touching God. He said, God, either you come down here and touch me or I'm going to come up there and touch you. It was about having God touch you to make a lasting impact on your generation and on your world. The fire of God comes to purify you so that you can be a vessel unto honor. So the purpose of the fire, when your motivation is, oh, I got to get this done. You know, I've got to experience the fire. I got to feel this burning in my belly. That's, you know, that's awesome. It's great to have an encounter with God. That's something that you have that's a, that's a proof to you. Hey, I had an encounter with God. No one can tell me it's not real because I had an encounter with God. No one can tell me that Jesus isn't real. But it's more than just an encounter. It's to be changed. It's the purpose of the fire comes to refine. So when you ask, Lord, Lord, you have to know what you're asking for. Do you know what you're getting yourself into? If it's just to, to mark, a, mark a check, all right, check, got the fire. You know, the fire becomes your new way of living. You can't tell me that you've got the fire of God and then you just go back to what you were doing before. It isn't like, okay, I'm going to church for the weekend. I'm going to get the fire and then I'm going to go back and play video games for the next week. No, you, you, the fire of God marks you for God's plan and God's purpose. So the fire is there to burn out the impurities. When you say, God, I want, the, I want your fire, you're saying, God, let your power come and burn in me and everything that's of the flesh, everything that's, that's, that's of the, the carnal man, burn it out of me. Lord, it's going to get hot and it's going to get uncomfortable, but Lord, let it rise to the surface. Burn out the impurities. This, this isn't a checkbox for, I've, I've, now I've did it. I got the fire. Congratulations. Now I can graduate, right? No, it's, it's, it's an encounter with God because God is looking to work on the inside of us. What stops people from being used by God is there, there's, there's, there's a spirit of fear, there's timidity, there's old ways of thinking. The fire of God comes to remove that. It actually like burns on the inside of you and creates a well on the inside of you. It creates, it makes you a pure vessel, a vessel unto honor. And so the fire is there, not just so, so you can feel a certain way. It's there to refine. It's there to purge. It's there to purify. It's there to purify. Bible says in, in the book of Luke, chapter 3 and verse 15, everyone is expecting the Messiah to come soon, and they were eager to know whether John might be the Messiah. John answered their questions by saying, I baptize you with water, but someone is coming soon who is greater than I am, so much greater than that I'm not even worthy to be his slave and untie the straps of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. And then Matthew chapter 3, 
I'm going to read here from verse 7. But when he saw many Pharisees and Sadducees coming to watch him baptize, he denounced them. You brood of snakes. This is John the Baptist. You brood of snakes, he exclaimed. Who warned you to flee the coming wrath? Prove by the way that you live that you have repented of your sins and turned to God. There should be proof that you've repented. Don't just say to each other, we're safe for we are descendants of Abraham. That means nothing, for I tell you, God can create children of Abraham from these very stones. Even now the axe of God's judgment is poised, ready to sever the roots of the trees. Yes, every tree that does not produce good fruit will be chopped down and thrown into the fire. I baptize with water those who repent of their sins and turn to God. But someone is coming soon who is greater than I am, so much greater that I'm not worthy even to be his slave and carry his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. He is ready to separate the chaff from the wheat with his winnowing fork. Then he will clean up the threshing area, gathering the wheat into his barn, but burning the chaff with never-ending fire. The purpose for the fire of God is to purify. It's to set you apart for the work of the kingdom of God. So you don't go in lightly. Yes, Lord, I'd like to have an experience. You know, you can't tell me that, that someone had a real encounter with God when they can turn around and just as easily go back into sin. You can't tell me it was a real encounter with God when they can just as easy turn around and go back. The fire is there to purify. It's there to set your heart ablaze for God. Where, 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 and, it's, and it's your job, the Bible says, to fan into flame. Fan into flame. You stir up the gift that's within you. So there's a responsibility. So when you're asking God for the fire, you're not asking God, come and touch me and do this thing once. You're saying to God, God, I'm committed to carry this fire, to keep, to burn, that you're entrusting me. You know, on the, in, the, in the Old Testament, there was fire that they, they used for the altar, for the sacrifices, and that fire wasn't to go out. It wasn't to go out. It was to be kept burning all the time. And that's, that's significant for us because it's the same. You, you can cry out to God and God will come and touch you because he he's looking to use people. But then it's up to you to say, for the rest of my life, I'm choosing to keep this flame burning. And the Lord will even begin. You see people, Lord, I want your fire. And then what happens? They have an encounter with God and, and all hell breaks loose. The Lord starts saying, hey, you can't have that friends. Hey, that person that you thought was going to be the person for you, they're not the person for you. They don't carry the same fire. They're not called to the same thing. And there's a time of then laying things down. The fire of God is there to set your heart ablaze so you can carry the power of God to this world. So when you call out to God, when your motivation is, God, I'm not here on this earth for myself. The time that I have on this earth, Father, use me. Father, if you're, you're using people in this end time harvest, Father, use me. Use me for souls. Father, set my heart ablaze and use me for the harvest of souls. Father, don't overlook me. Lord, use me and give me the equipment that I need to get the job done. The fire of God comes to hungry hearts, but it's when you understand there's a purpose behind it. There's a purpose behind it. A soldier going to war needs a gun. A soldier who's not going to war, a, man, a civilian who has no intention of going to war doesn't need a gun. I'm not talking about your Second Amendment right, but if there's a battle going on and you're sending someone to the front lines, you give them the armor and you give them the weapon. The, the one who's going to go back and just sit on his couch doesn't need to be equipped for battle. So the fire of God comes to purify. It comes to change you so then you can pour out. You know, 2 Corinthians 4 says, we have this treasure in earthen vessels 
that the excellency, the power may be of God and not of us. It's the, it's the power of God that changes people. You know, the devil can't stop the power of God. The power of God is there to create new lungs when people need it. It's there to, to put on new skin when people need it. It's there to heal. You know, the power of God can heal and restore. It can create. The power of God can, can, can bring healing. It can also demolish. It can demolish sickness. It can demolish cancer. The power of God can do anything that's within God's will. So the fire of God comes to clean us out, purify us, make us holy vessels, vessels unto honor, so that God can use us. And it comes to the hungry heart. It comes to those who say, God, I have to carry what you have for me. Lord, I don't care what all my friends are doing, but I have to have your fire. Lord, I have to have your fire. We can't lose our hunger as Christians. We can't just get content. Oh, you know, it's another church service. This is great. No, you, you, you come hungry. You humble yourself before the Lord. Hunger is humility. Because it's saying, Lord, I still need you and I still want you. You know, ultimately, at the end of all of this, what we do for Christ matters. But it's us knowing Christ. It's, it's the fact that we, get, that we can stay connected to the vine. And so it's to, to be the most effective in ministry, it becomes down to being the person who stays the closest to the person of Jesus Christ. And so you stay hungry for him. Lord, I want to know you. That must always be the cry of our heart. Lord, I want to know you. Father, today's a new day. Lord, I want to know you. Reveal yourself to me. Father, grace me. Lord, but that I may know you. Lord, I don't see you. I've never seen you before. I'm going to see you one day. But Lord, I want to know you. Work on the inside of me. God is looking for people who will hunger and thirst and be filled. And those who will just simply say, God, if you're going to use anybody, use me. Lord, my mission is to do what you've called me to do. Lord, to win souls, to bring as many people as I can. Lord, fill me with what I need. Fill me with the equipment that I need. Fill me with your fire. Burn in me so that I can burn for you. The fire of God comes for a purpose. And it's to set you ablaze to, and purify you to be a vessel, meat for the master's use. I love you. God bless you. See you on the next podcast.